I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week, we are taking a look at the 1974 film, The Street Fighter, starring Sonny Chiba. And this is continuing our little arc looking at Japanese cinema. And we started last week with a little more, you know, kind of a cinematic classic. And this is kind of a cinematic classic in its own way. So <laughs> Yeah, this is, more on like this is a sort of grindhouse Yes, very grindhousey. Mm-hmm. Like this is one of like Quentin Tarantino recommended this movie by name when talking about influential grindhouse movies, and it's uh it's it's interesting. I, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. But um, Carlos, you're the one that brought this to us this week. So what was kind of your decision for for choosing this one? I think I mentioned it last episode, but really, you can't mention Japanese action cinema without mentioning Sonny Chiba. And if we were gonna take a look at uh, a little bit out of each decade like we're doing i think that the street fighter there really wasn't another choice you gotta mm-hmm. start with this one right i was wondering like you guys know me and you know how i love the video game street fighter but uh, can <laughs> this, you guess which is what basically my... a shot for shot game remake <laughs> of Sonny Chiba's yeah. street fighter yeah they're almost exactly the same can yeah. you guys imagine what my history with this movie might be I'm, I kind of wonder gonna, if you, I'm going to yeah, guess you got you on Alta Vista in 1999 and you typed Street Fighter <laughs> and this is the first thing that came up. <laughs> well, I <laughs> as a kid loving Street Fighter, I found out that there was a movie called The Street Fighter. So oh, no. I had to watch it, right? <laughs> Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme no, and Raul not, Julia. And you're like, no. you're like, mother, why is this rated XX? <laughs> yeah. So I remember, yeah, like checking this movie out. I forget where but um there were some different edits of this movie when it came out here to avoid the x rating -rating, yeah Yeah. and yeah Yeah, the movie got an x rating in america purely for violence and that was a first yeah yeah it It might be a first and a last actually yeah (laughs) because because yeah the x rating isn't something that that we doesn't exist anymore it's all nc 17 and r i tracked this yeah i tracked this movie down somehow and and when I watched it, I was extremely disappointed. <laughs> it had nothing to do with Street Fighter. Yeah. So actually, that was my first disappointment with a movie called Street Fighter. <laughs> In a long-running... Yeah, it's first a continuing theme. Yeah. Long-running history of disappointments in movies called Street Fighter. But yeah, that's that's my side of my history with the movie. How about your guys? Have you guys ever seen this before? Uh, this is actually my first time watching it, but I've uh very aware of the movie uh mm. you know or have been for many years and uh aware of Sony Chiba and basically seen have seen you know sequences from the film and some other Sony Chiba movies but no I was really excited to finally get to watch it and for me I know it kind of we're kind of almost coming at it from a totally different kind of context but yeah it definitely lived up to the hype that I think was in my mind for for this movie um 
it's definitely something that'll stay with you, even if it's just for yeah. some of the sheer mm-hmm. shock and awe and violence of some of these fight yeah. scenes. This is yeah. a movie I don't think you'll be able to get at the library. <laughs> yeah, but not without like it on... getting on some kind of watch list or something. Yeah. yeah, but you will be able to get it online because this movie oh, is in the public right. domain. So, <laughs> yeah. I guess just, it's just a matter of licensing falling through, and it just made its way into the public domain. So, mm-hmm. so this now is the like the granted. first movie where you can kind of guilt-free watch. Yeah, um, you can guilt-free watch this in full on YouTube because <laughs> apparently no one cares. So, yeah. um, now granted, you probably won't find a very good version of it, but you'll be able to find a version of it. And guess what? That crazy violence looks fine in in 240p as it does in 1080 so <laughs> yeah this yeah. the sort of shocking rich red color of the blood very much like a shaw brothers kind of blood yeah uh, I, agree. I was thinking it, it looks it literally just looks like red paint like yeah. <laughs> which kind of helps right like at least think, for me kind of helps soften awesome. some of the pounds mm-hmm. yeah i love it yeah yeah I, i'm sure uh, as as we'll see with many things in the movie i'm sure it was a budget thing but it definitely it has it gives it it's a distinct look I think mm-hmm. so yeah totally I should say yeah the I was able to get a pretty good quality version of this movie from a good friend of mine that I've known for years and he's very very deep into Japanese cinema and uh, a lot of those uh, tokusatsu films that uh, and series that you might know like you know, what led to Power Rangers in America mm-hmm. and stuff like that and a lot of what's going on here has kind of roots in that because Sonny Chiba started the Japan Action Club. And from that, a lot of the actors that were kind of bred within this uh, stunt team went on to mm-hmm. do a lot of uh, tokusatsu films from like the 70s and 80s. So um, even though this movie is very different from those, we yeah, really would have a it's definitely of more like that. family themed for the most part <laughs> yeah. as opposed to this. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, um, I should I have to thank my friend Mike for hooking us mm-hmm. up with this good quality version of the movie. I believe it's mm-hmm. a UK uh, release from Optimum Asia. It's a like a Sunny Chiba collection that has like all the Street Fighter movies in one uh, DVD set. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. should mention that this uh, was so popular as a, a film that there were very quickly some some follow-ups and sequels. Yeah, several sequels and some spinoffs and all that, but we'll we'll get into that. St. Carlos, uh, I've got a quick question for you. If you had to pick which Street Fighter II character would you say Sonny Chiba's <laughs> character here is like the closest <laughs> to or like most uh, most reminiscent of? Well, I mean, if you actually bring that up, I think that even though this movie is called The Street Fighter, I think it has a lot more roots in another series called The King of Fighters because Sonny Chiba plays a character in this movie. His name is Takuma Surugi. And he ends up, it's you, you kind of get a sense that it's like this kind of mixture of karate, but also like a Chinese martial arts. But Sonny right. Chiba himself has a strong foundation in karate. And he actually was trained by one of the most legendary uh, karate masters. His name is Masutatsu Oyama. And he would go by Mas Oyama. And his character, um, I mean, the, the man's a, he's a real life karate master. But he mm-hmm. was actually a huge inspiration and in a character in the game that is part of the series in King of Fighters. It's another Neo Geo fighting game called Art of Fighting. And there's a father figure in that game. His name is Takuma Sakazaki. 
and um, in a lot of oh, ways, oh yeah, think, yeah, yeah. So Takuma Sakazaki is kind of like the tough father figure in the game, and he's strongly based on Masatatsu Oyama, and he's even referred to in the game as Mr. Karate. And I would uh, sure. say that if there was a <laughs> Mr. Karate name. in real life, it would be Masatatsu Oyama. Yeah. And even how huh. he's portrayed in the game is very similar. And actually, Sonny Chiba himself would go on to play Masoyama in uh, Karate Bear Fighter. Cause, oh, um, I was reading was, about that. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was kind of a legendary thing that um, Masoyama like would fight like bulls like he'd literally like fight a bull <laughs> in real life this isn't a movie thing this is like a real yeah. life thing and um they portrayed that in the movie there are so, a lot of bulls like, that are kind of jerks i, I get it yeah they've been asking for it right <laughs> bulls have had it easy way too long <laughs> yeah yeah oh, gosh. so no, um, that's, that's that is not the opinion of this show just <laughs> <laughs> so i mean but i'm saying like i don't I wouldn't say that there's anybody comparable yeah. in Street Fighter, but yeah, you but can't in, deny in that KOF, in King of Fighters, yeah. like Masoyama. And it, actually, Takuma Sakazaki, you know, so he's like based off of Masatatsu Oyama, but his, you know, his name is Takuma. So I would think that you get a little bit of Sonichiba's Takuma Surugi in this mm-hmm. character as well. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, gosh. It's kind of cool to see, like, you know, as I'm going through this show, like, these are things that I kind of knew. And actually, there's a really good, uh, it's a Spanish, like, video game analogies blog that um, I think we'll link <laughs> to the episode. And there's a whole um, chapter on that blog about Masatatsu Oyama and his influence in uh, the Art of Fighting Games and the King of Fighters series. Hmm. Oh, awesome. That's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> you asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glad we did. Well, let's jive into the movie itself with and uh, take a look on the back of the VHS. Fans of Bruce Lee, take notice. There's a new game in town, and his name is Terry Sarugi. Sonny Chiba makes his explosive debut as the ruthless martial artist Takuma Terry Sarugi in The Street Fighter. When a wealthy businessman turns up dead, the Mafia guns after a helpless heiress, and Tsurugi is hired as her protector. Need a job done and you don't want to get your hands dirty? Terry's your man. Get ready for non-stop action and shocking violence straight out of the land of the rising sun. Rated X, not for children. (laughs) You know, this is reminding me of something that I used to love about the back of a VHS that I've kind of forgotten about, which is it's like, it kind of gives you a framework ahead of time of what the film is going to be about. And I think sometimes it can take a little bit of the stress away of trying to track the plot. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, sometimes you go into a movie cold and, you know, maybe if the film is trying to like kind of unravel things like gradually as a mystery, uh, you might find yourself getting a little confused or, or frustrated. And I think it, it kind of helps going into this movie, sort of knowing what the basic gist of, of it is, because I would say in the first reel of the film, like the first 20 minutes, uh, it's pretty surprising. And it takes a while before you kind of realize what sort of movie you're in and really what mm-hmm. kind of character Sony Chiba is. I guess in that case, let's dive into the movie itself. It starts, it, it's funny, because it starts pretty different, I'd say, from the rest of the movie. Because, like, you, it, the first kind of 10 minutes sets you up for a different movie than the one that ends up happening. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say so. Tsurugi starts, you start off seeing a, a prisoner in, in, in prison, and um, <laughs> on uh, death row specifically, and uh, Tsurugi comes in, and he's kind of disguise himself as a as a monk but you know you don't you don't know this at first it's just 
you think, oh, this is Monk Guy coming in. And like the first thing he does once he gets alone with the prisoner is he does this crazy like what what's it called? It's like the some kind of technique where it makes the guy basically look like he's he's dead or it's like or delayed like, uh, delayed asphyxiation. I that's right, delayed asphyxiation. It's like it like delays whenever he's going to look dead. Basically, yeah. It's interesting it's in the opening. Crazy. Yeah, in the opening of this movie, like Tarugi's character comes across like very wise, sage, kind of profound, <laughs> I, or at least that's like how I read it. Oh and, no, I did too. And it's almost as though that that's kind of abandoned in the rest of the movie. I mean, I really <laughs> love the movie I've got to say, but I think it opens incredibly strong. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie is kind of interested in, in something else. And the other thing that's great about this opening is, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen something quite like this. The opening fight happens completely in like high speed, slow motion. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, I think a great way to kind of introduce a martial art, like in, in a film, because you really appreciate the back and forth of it, um, you know, when you're playing at that at that sort of speed. And then the other thing is uh, that fight immediately cuts into the titles, which I don't know is is super cool. Um, oh, it's so cool, yeah. so stylish. And that leads to another great point: the music in this movie is amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah! Like there's there's this really distinctive theme that that plays pretty often throughout the film. Wonderful. It's just, it's it's really cool. I really do like the music in a lot of these Hong Kong movies, but I feel like the Japanese movies we've seen so far have a lot stronger of like a like theme right. kind of running yeah, throughout. Level. Which and kind really of similar to, to Yojimbo, like a very eclectic instrumentation, like yeah. features this really cool electric guitar, um, but then Super some 70s. more traditional, <laughs> um, tradi- got, traditional yeah. Japanese instruments and stuff, yeah. I was also getting kind of a Western vibe with the main theme of the, oh um, yeah, you know the movie itself. Yeah, it definitely reminded me of Yujimbo in that way. It's kind of like kind of Westerny. Yeah, I I really like in, in that sequence how Shinkenbaru, the the prisoner, immediately notices the skills of uh surugi just yeah. when he walks into the room he's like this dude isn't a buddhist like this guy's a martial <laughs> artist and he right. says like i wish there were the time to have a match with you that i might crush you to your heartbeat stops but yeah mm. that that kind of slow-mo encounter into the title screen is just super stylish i was trying to think of something that did something like that and i i don't know like actually did you guys see the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's that musical intro, and that actually kind of does this kind of... It's kind of more played for comedy, but it's a similar mm-hmm. effect where it's like a freeze frame into the, the main title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are definitely yeah. a lot of cool like freeze frames into the main title, but I, I can't think of a martial arts film yeah. where the fighting opens completely in slow motion. And I don't know, I think it's great because it's... I think you get completely immersed in that kind of combat and you get to experience it at sort of a deep level. And I think from then on, you'd pretty much be invested, you know, in that style of, of fighting for us for mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. So it's one of those things like I'm surprised hasn't been like imitated more often. So Shinkenbaru is going to be uh, hung, but he like, right. But it's kind of, it's kind of one of those like, 
in a, in a different movie, it would be like a moral quandary of they're about to execute him by hanging right. him, yeah. but then he faints on like and falls down the stairs of of the gallows, and it's kind of one of those like, will we take him to a doctor or what? Because we were literally about to kill him. Right. <laughs> in a different movie, it would be like you know played for like to make you think, man. <laughs> but in this one, it's just kind of a you know. It introduces a, a plot thread that that comes up later in the movie. Yeah, and they basically kind of, in, uh, or there's one guy that seems almost like the keeper of the rules or something, mm-hmm. and he's saying like, "Nope, this is this is the law. Like we have to take yeah. him to the hospital." <laughs> Ironically enough, we need to take care of this person we were about to actually kill. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> uh, and then we to see Sarugi and uh, one of his friends like carjack uh, the ambulance that he was in. His like his partner in crime is like stops the car in the middle of the street and they try to get, get all the, the cops out and, <laughs> and carjack the ambulance, which is great. Yeah, yeah his name is Rakuda. And, and it, Rakuda. Yeah, don't and they the, call him Rat Nose yeah. in some of the dubs mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. <laughs> he's I a he's a great good. character. I love that I loved that actor too. Uh is it mm-hmm. uh, Goichi Yamada? Is that the actor? Okay, yeah. Yeah. His nose looks fine. Yeah, uh, that's so too. But they carjack the ambulance that Shikinbaru was in, and you find out there basically what they're trying to do is to get him. Like he, they're trying to basically bust him out of prison, kind of in a roundabout way. And uh, Surugi in this scene, Sunny Shiva is wearing like this. It almost reminded me of Raiden from uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, sure. Because um, yeah. he has like this this big uh, Scott hat that's like completely covering his face. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the only time he does it in the whole movie, though. Yeah, he's, kind of a shame. he's only wearing it there because he's like in disguise as this Buddhist monk, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like this wandering monk. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie, he's he's kind of he pretty much has one outfit on. And actually, I thought that was really funny because everybody else in the movie, they just have normal clothes on. But he's mm-hmm. got like this evil, like kind of ninja outfit on. Through That's the- right. Like it's all black. Even when he's like at <laughs> home, he's wearing that. <laughs> like- That's right. The very next scene, he's just sitting at home watching TV, and yeah. he has this all black, you know, death uniform on. <laughs> it's really funny. It's funny, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah, you get a kind of this interesting, like him and Rakuda have like almost like a domestic like relationship where it's like mm-hmm. he's just chilling out watching TV and. He's like, go, you know, get the food. And, and Rakuda's yeah. like, oh, you know, you'd starve without me or some something along those lines. But it's like mm-hmm. kind of interesting, their relationship. You don't really understand, yeah. you know, the whole, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Yeah, like what but, sort of brings them together? Yeah, yeah. What Definitely Rakuda is like committed to Surugi. But you don't know how far it goes. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> well, also the opening too is it's sort of like, I don't know, yeah, that transition from Sonichiba being like this wise Buddhist monk. And it's like, okay, no, no, I guess he's not a monk. But he is this like deep, you know, master of karate. And then it's like, well, I guess he couldn't really be that either. Oh, he's like this goon for hire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting it's really like, series of like curveballs i like it so then what happens is that you get two guests that show up and they're questioning uh surugi about shinkenbaru and what you find out is that they paid surugi to get him out of prison but what it turns out is that they don't actually have the money to pay him 
Yeah. So um, yeah, they they paid him a forward, but they didn't actually have the full price to to pay him up. Uh, and then he uh, the it's a brother and his sister that come in, and the brother uh, gets in a fight with Sarugi, and we get the next great fight, which you know you know you're watching a great exploitation film whenever there's two fights within you know 15 minutes oh, for right sure. i love right. it and the the time period the the outfits that they're wearing it they're great. oh they're incredible He's got, like this high collar jacket yeah. the brother and uh the the sister has like this brown and yellow kind of dress mm-hmm. she's actually played by etsuko shihomi so she's another uh actress that came up within that japan action club yeah. and um she would go on to star in her own spin-off series of the street fighter called sister yeah. street fighter i was gonna say that's in this scene you see a little bit that she has she has like a little bit of of moves too like right. she she gets beaten pretty quickly but like you can tell that the actress like knows how to do uh, karate at least a little bit so i was really pleased to see that she is she is sister street fighter so she yeah. gets to show it off what in, it feels like that's film. part of the genre too is it's like equal opportunity violence like for, <laughs> towards like men and women um, oh yeah, yeah. sure because uh, Tsurugi does not pull his punches with no. her in this no, scene yeah, at all. Yeah, kind and of a, kind of a to, shock the first time. Yeah, you get to see how ruthless he can be, where uh, he's like jabbing his finger into the brother's eye. His style is really kind of interesting to watch because he doesn't have this solid karate form that you're used to seeing when you see mm-hmm. somebody practicing. But he does like a lot of like the like throws and uh, stuff like that. So he's got a lot of energy, but he's kind of got this kind of creepy slinky stance. Yeah, to him yeah. yeah. So he'll be he like makes a... these gross like nasally kind of noises. Oh yeah, I love that. He's oh yeah, like, that, kind that of... breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like he's gonna hawk a loogie or something. It, that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> it sounds like he's about to hawk something. Well, it out. reminds me actually. There's like a type of like meditative breathing i think it comes from more of like a hindu tradition or no Mm -hmm. no actually i think it's like a buddhist type of breathing sorry like i think it's called ujjayi breathing or something i'm not sure i haven't haven't looked it up but it was reminding me of that because i think even in that opening scene in the jail you get some of that uh, breathing so Mm. i i think it's got to be tied into karate practice somehow but yeah it's it becomes almost this sort of like scary little almost like musical like jingle or something before yeah before some and, bad action and i about think to like when he's doing these like very extreme like gestures and his face is contorted in a lot of ways i was mm. thinking you know this is just post like enter the dragon and bruce lee you know mm. so this right. is in a lot of ways this is like a japanese answer to that you can That's kind a of really good point. interpret that as the Bruce Lee influence in this movie where he's doing those same kind of extreme gestures that you would see from Bruce Lee in his fight scenes. Yeah. Just making gross noises in his nose instead of (laughs) loud and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so the way the fight ends is the, the brother is going to do this really sick kick to Surugi and Surugi ducks down and he kicks the window out and falls down 20 stories and dies on the ground. Yeah. And this it's, is, you get to see that bright. Yeah. It gets that blood. bright red blood all like all over the, the sidewalk. It's rated it's X. Just, it's rated X, X for <laughs> violence. <laughs> and then we cut straight to like a karate dojo uh, where all these people are doing like these really cool kicks and stuff and like punching through bricks and and things like that 
It's pretty cool. I love the master of this dojo too because he's. It's pretty. Big I don't know guy. how to describe it, but yeah, you wouldn't necessarily peg him as like the master of the dojo, but yeah. he's a really cool character in the mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. course of the movie. Masaoka is the character's name. Oh wow! So that's even that's kind of a play on. Um, yeah, totally. Like that. Yeah, I was gonna say master. that that kind of I kind of had a feeling that was related to what you were talking about earlier with the the karate Mr. Karate. Yeah, <laughs> we find out that 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 guy is is the uncle to. There's kind of like a, a on the TV you hear them saying that this oil tycoon had died and his daughter was the was like the heiress to the fortune. And we find out that this karate master is actually the uncle to that girl, and we see him break the news that her father's dead. And that she's basically people are going to be coming after her because they want to get her money. Oh, we also have that scene where Sister Street Fighter, although she's not like yeah. known that way in this movie, like yeah. Tsurugi, like basically like sells her into that's right, that's right. Yeah, that dude is <laughs> yeah. cold blooded. He says it in the scene. He's like, "You'll sell," and then uh, yeah. yeah, the next time you see him, he's talking to. Um, he looks like a gang leader. Some kind Listen, of he just looks type. like an, he just looks like an evil Japanese businessman, just yeah. like his outfit with like the the glasses and the slick back hair and everything. Yeah, and he wants to get his money that the that the brother and sister promise, so he sells the sister into sex slavery. Man, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this it's, is it's, our hero. I don't know. Yeah, as I say, our hero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, oh. this is where it's like, yeah, again, I think the back of the VHS might help a little bit, kind of knowing that, you know, you're going to be following this really kind of bad dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is whenever the, like, the main plot of the movie starts off. We find out that uh, Surugi is meeting with these people from the Goryukai gang, which is like supposed to be a like a Hong Kong gang, right? Am I, I'm not yeah. confusing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It's so cool. There is a little bit of Hong Kong connection in the in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and I made a note a little later in the movie. It's kind of interesting seeing how the Japanese interpret the Chinese, since we've seen how the Chinese interpret the Japanese. Right. Yeah. It's only only fair. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting in how the um, the Goryukai uh, actors like they're speaking Japanese kind of to characterize that they're foreign it's like they enunciate their syllables really strongly so you kind mm-hmm. of get an idea that they're not of japanese not native origin. japanese right. speakers yeah 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 it's that's definitely that's a couple of uh, places removed for understanding yeah yeah it's like it's i don't i don't know japanese and i definitely don't know what a chinese person who learned japanese sounds like so <laughs> right <laughs> There's a really uh, cool thing in here, too, where it's like they're trying to bargain with Tsurugi to uh, kidnap Sarai, the daughter of the uh, oil tycoon. He he gets in a confrontation with them, and he does this awesome like front flip to get out of like an arm bar, and he just mm-hmm. does it. It's like, boom, he just hits a flip really quickly. It's really nice. But I also like he the, the woman representing the Goryukai pours him a glass like kind of like an offering of trust and he's like i don't trust you and he takes the full glass and he flips it upside down right away <laughs> as to block it from spilling so it's upside down on the table it looks really cool. yeah with with the liquid still in it whenever yeah. he flips it yeah it's really cool yeah and also they they put it on like this lazy susan kind oh, of thing yeah, lazy which susan. it reminded me of it reminded me of uh temple of doom indiana jones temple of yeah. doom yeah the very beginning <laughs> But yeah, this is uh, 
Sergei calls them out saying like, I know that you guys are Hong Kong assassins and you want to try to kill the person to uh, Sarai to get the money or, or, or something like that. Um, oh right, uh, you made a you made a note here. Evil code of conduct. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, he says that. He's like, uh, don't worry, you know, like I'm, you yeah, know I how bad talk. I am, but I have. There's an evil code of conduct, so yeah, it's like, like a, I, an agreement that he's not. Gonna I have go, standards. <laughs> yeah, blabbing around about it. No, yeah. I think it's like not like two minutes later that they're pretty much plotting to take him down anyway. So yeah, they don't seem to think too much of this evil code of conduct, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, sure, because yeah. it cuts back to Surugi at home. He's, like, doing this kind of little workout montage. And there's a couple mm-hmm. cute little gags with Rakuda, like, fake working that's out next rac- to him. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's great. Then a bunch of goons bust in, and you get to see, like, Surugi tearing dudes up again with his, like, mm-hmm. crazy expressions and stuff. And the breathing, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The My favorite in this fight is when he gets, like, kind of, like, the head goon that... Uh, was at the meeting with him and he punches his mouth and he just like oh, spits man. out Brutal. a bunch of his own teeth. His teeth. Oh, <laughs> that's dude. right. It's oh, that's so silly. I love it. <laughs> it's so awesome. Oh, man. For some reason, I'm picturing some like dentist father somewhere like using that, I don't know, <laughs> using that scene in like a scare tactic. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> like, that would be, I guess that would be a jiffable moment for like, yeah. It is. Yeah, whenever he punches. Yeah, brush your, brush your teeth or else. 100%. <laughs> and he tells that guy, you know, he lets him live. He, he tells him yeah. to go back and let his boss know that they're enemies now. Now Surugi's kind of invested in this situation. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you kind of get the idea that he wants part of this uh, young girl's money as well it's like he's still bad right. <laughs> you know he's but he they're more bad than he is but really as the movie mm. goes on you don't know who's the worst of these characters yeah, <laughs> yeah that is one of the interesting like things about well, yeah it's part of the tone of the movie is it's like you're kind of following this kind of underbelly you know and so just about everyone is is some sort of shade of dark so it's yeah, pretty cool. it's, it is kind of like a like a crime drama. Yeah, in yeah, a that's in a, a way. way to describe it. Also, I love the woman that plays like the bad main bad lady. She's awesome. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah so She good. always has these really like she has these amazing outfits on. She has a revolver with a silencer, which I'm not 100 percent sure how it works, but. Yeah. And it's not that silent, actually, because when she shoots her subordinate after he returns with that message, she basically tells him, you're either going to kill yourself or you're going to get executed because you failed. And he's like, no, and he runs away. And then she shoots him in the back and Mm -hmm. you hear the gunshot. It's not like a silent shot, which is pretty funny. But it looks awesome. It looks really cool. And I really like her hair, too. She's got this nice big hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we see Surugi goes to that same uh, dojo that we saw earlier. And he just immediately walks in and just starts beating people up. Yeah. It's great. I like that this whole situation. Yeah. Like in another movie, it'd be like, all right, we got to go in. We're going to capture this girl and we're going to get out. But yeah, really, Rakuda and Surugi just go up to the front door and the first person comes to greet him and he just starts punching everyone. Yeah. And then <laughs> and he, it's yeah. awesome, too, because right. he like for real, like beats up the first guy. And you you obviously get a sense that he's very skillful at fighting, but Rakuda's just kind of this bumbling kind of sidekick, and he just kind of has a stick that he hits people with, and he doesn't even stick around with Rakuda to fight. 
he like immediately runs up some stairs to go and do what he needs to do and rakuda gets captured right. <laughs> he's like not even considering him in well, this and, situation. and yeah. like what saruki needs to do apparently is like basically goes and finds the heiress and then like just really aggressively kisses her yeah like <laughs> which forcibly forcibly that's like yep. yeah he does yeah, it's the second time he's done that in this movie. <laughs> yeah, before he like beats up Nachi and uh, Shinken Baru's brother, he does that to her too. He like just, and that's when he says like, "Oh, you'll sell." Like, yeah, you'll sell. Like, yeah, that's really creepy. Holy crap, dude! Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and it's great with it when whenever she um, sees that he that Surugi's running down the hall, she closes the door, and I love that it's not even like a deadbolt. She just does like a little. It's one of those doorknobs where like you push the little button in the middle to lock it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's so low rent. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So um, and then he like punches through the door and and grabs the knob and and uh and <laughs> they totally do kind side. of like the shining where they show the hole and they show <laughs> yeah. Sarai like on the other side of the door yeah, like in shot. Johnny and yeah so what I did is I was like oh man I bet there's like there's gotta be a Japanese dub of the shining right so I looked that mm-hmm. up and I found that scene and he doesn't say here's Johnny he says well yeah I imagine Johnny Carson wasn't too popular in Japan <laughs> yeah so. he says Okami-san desu yo. Okami-san desu yo. That's what he says. And it's like, yeah, Mr. Wolf's here. Like, I'm Mr. Yeah. Wolf. So, like, I'm, like, oh, thinking man. about that. And I'm like, is this, like, a big bad wolf? Like, is the, the, yeah. did they try and saying? pull that? I thought that was kind of a funny yeah. little thing. Yeah, now, so it's, it's, local, it's, it's localizations are already interesting. But seeing how other countries localize American stuff's always fascinating. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh, the uncle Masaoka comes in, and basically they say, you know, like if you can beat us, then you can take her, something like that. And it starts off with Surugi just beating up a bunch of the students, and then it comes time for Surugi to fight Masaoka. This is a really cool fight. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because uh, you totally think of whenever you first see Masaoka, you think, you know, he's this kind of pudgy guy, like he's. You know, maybe he's good at teaching, but he's not necessarily really amazing at karate. But then it turns out he's like the only person in the whole movie that actually beats Surugi at fighting. Right. Yeah, you get this awesome standoff between the two. And Surugi actually treats him with a lot of respect as an opponent, which you don't right. see at all in the rest of the movie. Because even against the other guys that... And it's a cool scene, too, because you see it's like in a gymnasium. Like, their dojo is kind of set up more like a community center, almost. And there's a <laughs> ton of dudes in there. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it is just a Japanese community center they rented out. Yeah, no, I could I could see that. I love how uh, Masaoka just holds this... This is the, like what i expect to see when i see karate like a solid mm-hmm. stance like this kind of i have everything i need in this one solid stance and i don't need to mm-hmm. change how i'm standing whereas surugi's like slinking around and like mm-hmm. he kind of looks like an animal even yeah even when he does some of his taunting at some of the younger students in there he almost seems like a snake like ready to strike at them mm-hmm. and um masaoka is like completely opposite of that where he's like I'm holding this one pose. My fist is standing out towards you. Like, I dare you to come at me. And when he does and he tries, like, he gets, like, tossed all over the gym. It's great. I love it. I love the sequence. And then what's great is it, like, culminates in the master sort of, like, realizing, like, who Tsurugi is, like, who his father was. And I and love then, that's such yeah. like an exploitation, like grindhouse kind of thing. Like, totally. It's like this, you go into this great totally out of left yeah. field. Oh, 
I can tell by like your fighting style and your name that there's this whole history that you know no one else would have expected. Right. So you get like kind of this a backstory to Surugi yeah. that it's it's not completely necessary for his character, but it's definitely <laughs> entertaining, and you get to mm-hmm. see like so it's something like. As a child, he was in China, and his father was there, and he was like, I don't know if he was framed or whatever, but, but he, he, was, had, he was regarded as like a traitor. Yeah, he's executed in front of his son, and you see poor little Surugi, you know, calling yeah, to baby his Surugi. father. Yeah, <laughs> well, and it's also kind of interesting, like where the flashback. On one hand, it, it's it's the perfect moment to flash back to, but it also might not be because within the flashback, he has like a flashback memory of like what his father told him. <laughs> so it's like you kind of it feels like you keep going like down these levels. Listen, my son. Trust no one. You can count on no one but yourself. Improve your skills, son. Harden your body. Become the number one man. Do not ever let anyone beat you. Then there's another (laughs) interesting moment where and it might be like an edit thing, but they show the father being shot and it's like really brutal. And then they cut to the kid and it's almost like he hasn't seen that yet. Or <laughs> Did you guys see it that yeah, way? It's, it's, it was well, like, I think it's, I think it's he just was a like, little dad, kid. She's not a very was, good actor. Yeah, he's like, no, know. dad. Instead of, you know, this horrible screaming you're expecting. He's like, no, dad, don't. The other thing that's really interesting is that the flashback itself is all in black and white. Yeah. But the shot of his father getting killed <laughs> is in color because they want you to see the blood of <laughs> him getting blood. shot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I it's love something it. that you just, as you're watching the movie, you might not realize it. But then when you see it again, you're like, oh, whoa. Like, they, the blood and the violence of this movie is so important that they had to forego yeah, the has to Trump. flashback. Yeah, it has to Trump. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And the, Ugh. yeah, like you said, the words that his father tells him are like really mm-hmm. hardcore too. Like, don't trust anybody. Just be strong on yourself and take care of yourself. Yeah. And then it goes back to Surugi in the fight after being, you know, getting his ass beat. And mm-hmm. the theme song kicks in and you're yeah. like, oh crap, yeah, he's powering great. up. But the first <laughs> shot they show is him, like, it looks like he's running away. And you're like, wait, what's happening? But it's awesome. He runs to the complete opposite side of the gym. And he does a wall jump from that that wall all the way back to do a super kick. Like, oh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was so good. Yeah. So he does, like, this awesome jump kick. And then there's a little bit of this, like, them trading blows. But it's like you get the sense mm-hmm. that these are, like, super like attacks that they're like just taking and uh this is the end of the match where masaoka Mm -hmm. is like all right i see what's what your deal is and then Mm -hmm. uh surugi's like all right so then it cuts to them kind of talking and surugi's all beat up he's his face is all swollen but Mm. (laughs) it's like he wants he wants to get hired by masaoka right right It's it's really funny because well, there's and, a cool dynamic because Masayoka it's almost like he's kind of taking pity on him. It's like in this kind of fatherly way. It's yeah, it's kind of a cool dynamic. But I also mm-hmm. think it's hilarious about the whole situation with him busting in and stealing the kiss from Sarai and all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, this 
disrespect to her. You can see her in the scene, like she's shooting lasers through Suzuki the whole time. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah. and that that feels like that's it. kind of this like exploitation yeah. thing too. You know, it's right? Like, it's like they're not even like acknowledging. Like Suzuki definitely doesn't, but Masaoka as well. He's saying like stuff to Surugi like oh I respect you not only as a, a martial artist but as a man <laughs> but like, the whole time really? it's like, damn excuse me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I just thought that was really funny oh man mm-hmm. this movie is so good <laughs> <laughs> great so he basically says you know what the whole deal with them uh, with the other gang is is trying to get hurt and saying that he needs to like he's the only person that can protect uh, Sarai from this other gang and Masoka basically kind of like doesn't like doesn't really like it but like he agrees that like that's gonna be the best thing and I also uh, like how he says you know Surugi says I may be in fact worse than the villains but I know yeah. the way that they think and act <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah right it's really good and it's like yeah you, you might be <laughs> and I, I kind of have I get this feeling that and I don't know if it's intentional, but it seems like Surugi kind of becomes from this moment on becomes more and more heroic as the movie continues, but still has to deal with all of the non-heroic stuff he did before. I guess so. But I mean, yeah, he definitely does. He's still really bad. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's still really bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like it's like the movie wants you to think that he's more of a hero yeah, from here that. on out then yeah. you know you you feel like you know that he is <laughs> right we get some great bad guy plotting shots with uh like this western guy talking uh, like another a hong kong guy yeah uh, his name discussing. is Ding Sao. he's like the head of the Ding oh, yeah i think so yeah 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 and he actually, has amazing yeah, this... like outfit and hair like his whole mm-hmm. his whole thing is yeah incredible yeah, and I like the Ding. Sa- I think Ding Sao desperately wants to be the villain in a Hong Kong action movie, or it might be like and- kind of the like what the like the Japanese perspective on like a Hong Kong villain. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know that in this movie there is a lot of this stuff, like you said, like Hong Kong origins, and you know even with Surugi and and him as a youth growing up there, and you know. You know, all of this was an answer to the popularity of, you know, Bruce Lee in these movies from that time. And so we get to see, like, some shots of how ruthless he is. And he has, like, these blind goons that are, like, able to tell when our people haven't paid and and, and stop them in different ways. Yeah, Dean so was, has a couple cool. of these kind of, they're, like, elite goons. So you got the yeah, uh, yeah. the blind swordsman, which is, like, the Zatoichi, like, right. trope. <laughs> But that was very popular to go back to and it's always cool to see uh you know a character like that like the mm-hmm. the the kind of character that is handicapped but in a lot of ways he's more skillful than the normal man right and like his handicap gives him like almost superhuman power yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool and then there's this other dude that's straight up like out of an anime that he's like he just likes <laughs> to throw knives is. at people mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has yeah. this kind of spiky blonde hair and it almost looks like he has these like exaggerated features on, of his face that are airbrushed so he looks even more evil mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's a very i don't know man maybe some of the street fighter connections are there after all yeah, you could yeah be sort of i mean ken I feel like the, those something. characters almost feel like more Mortal Kombat characters oh, than Street Fighter true. characters. And I mean, yeah, Mortal Kombat took 
tons of oh, yeah. you know, oh, cues yeah. from like Hong Kong action movies and totally. you know movies from this era. So yeah, there's mm-hmm. a bit of all of that in this. And we also get to see that Shikinbaru is also at this this uh, bar. The, the cops kind of get in a scuffle in the bar, and Shikinbaru kind of is able to take out some of the cops. And Ding Sao kind of rewards him with a uh, with a prostitute. And this is whenever he sees that his sister got sold into prostitution. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I feel like this guy should be the hero of the movie getting revenge, not... (laughs) (laughs) You could really have a movie about Shinkenbaru. Like, you don't know why he ended up in And he's like the first character you meet in the movie. He is. Mm -hmm. I really like that, Matthew. That's so good. (laughs) It's really good. Yeah. And he's Simil- like similar to what we were is like how in Fearless it feels like he was the main character was the bad guy in a different kung fu movie until about oh, yeah, halfway totally. through this this it's like Sonny Chiba feels like the bad guy in in uh, yeah. Shikibaru's kung fu movie. I love only, it. Only that never happened. Only never flips. Yeah, yeah. And as the movie goes on, yeah, I like this. I want to continue going back to this <laughs> theory. <laughs> yeah, but in, and this is established too because earlier on in the movie when. Nachi and her brother show up to Surugi. He tells them that Shinkenbaru, like, he's like, I sent him to Hong Kong. He should be in Hong Kong by now. So the way that they have everything plotted through is actually pretty sound because Nachi right, right. getting under the umbrella of the Goru Kai clan, they operate out of mm-hmm. Hong Kong. So she ends up there and she tells Shinkenbaru that her brother has died at Surugi's mm-hmm. hands. So this kind of uh, motivates Shinkenbaru to talk to Ding Sao and say, hey, let me go and uh, face uh, Surugi, yeah, Surugi under yeah. your guys, under the Goryu Kai. So mm-hmm. that's how this uh, motivates him. It cuts back to Pan, where we see kind of the people discussing how they're going to basically transport Sarai back to... Where is it she needs to go? I kind of yeah, forget. I'm trying to remember. It's like It seemed like there was some kind of safe house destination or something. I think what they want to do is get her back to one of her father's like um, cult. He's like a co-owner of the thing, or it's something. His name is Mister Jado. They keep referring to him as. It's something about meeting up with him, but actually, yeah, it's not not as clear as to what they're actually going to be doing. Because well, and it's almost because yeah, the movie kind of like give like lets on that she isn't really safe what you know something is going to happen what we see is kind of like a kind of a pseudo motorcade going on and surugi is there but he's kind of being kind of marginalized i guess like they're the people in in the car uh with sarai are trying to get like other cars to get between them and trying to stop him from getting uh getting too close to the to the proper car I like Carlos wrote in his notes. I always hate these missions and games. Don't get too close, but also don't lose them. <laughs> Aren't those the worst though? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, totally. I hate those. Like escort missions too. But this is like, a, yeah, something like would be in like a Grand Theft Auto or something. All like. you had to do was follow the damn train. All we had to do was follow the damn train, CJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a cool car that he's they're driving in too. I looked it up. It's a 1968 Toyota Corona. Um, Ooh, nice. huh. Oh, Corona. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Cool. not Corona. Yeah, Corona. And um, huh. all the cars look really cool. It's it's always cool to me to see. You know, it's like a time capsule of. I, I'm actually surprised that seeing the amount of Western vehicles 
in japan in the in this movie you see a mustang mm-hmm. in a certain scene you see mercedes mm-hmm. and stuff like that oh, right. but i mean anyways so mm-hmm. what happens in the scene is they kind of get cut off and separated from the car but you uh see that there's some goons in the car ahead of them and they kind of mm-hmm. block them in and there's a vehicle that pulls up behind them that they don't notice but it has a crane arm on it <laughs> So it's like Gosh, a, this is so goofy. It's a I crane game yeah. out of nowhere, right? And he just yeah. grab he grabs the car and they're gonna throw mm-hmm. it off the bridge. So yeah. the other thing that I really love about this scene is just before they fall, you see Surugi kind of do like one of his like charge up like karate poses. <laughs> yes, right. right. He does. Do you think your karate is gonna protect you from falling yeah. off a bridge? But the it, answer is yes. It, it yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah. He has these sick gauntlets on, too. Yeah, he's got, like, Uh, this ninja forearm kind of gauntlets. So the car, like, crashes. They're all bloodied up, and the goons come down to finish the job. But they're the ones that end up getting finished. And it's really, really bad. So they're like... It's a really cool location, this little almost, like, ravine thing where the car has crashed. There's a smashed-up car. There's a huge puddle in front of them. And there's just debris and stuff. And uh, Surugi takes out the two guys. He, like karate chops one of the guy's arms and his like arm is broken but really the best to me is this shot that is so good it's so it's so oh, good man. Get he, this like mortal combat x-ray shot of, oh of the guy's gosh, skull yes. as he yeah, brings his head he th- comes down oh, man. yeah with the chop on top of the guy's head or he punches his head and it cuts to like an x-ray of a skull <laughs> and you see the fist just collapse the skull and then it sh- yeah. cuts to the man you know that just got hit full of blood and he just spits blood everywhere and mm-hmm. right like you said matthew like in the mortal kombat 9 the two the the, the reboot the netherrealm reboot of mortal yeah, kombat yeah yeah there's like basically like a set like of moves they're called x-ray moves that each character yep. has and it's exactly like what's going this on is just like that definitely yeah, it, it does feel sort of like ahead of its time like this mm-hmm. this kind of special cutaway Shot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's I was really reading cool. that this it's was really inventive. Yeah, like they were saying that this was one of the shots that kind of put it over the edge into into an X rating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I totally get that because, like, yeah, I feel like the him spitting out the blood's almost yeah, more violent that's, than that's maybe the worst part. Of I think that it's just skull. a combination of how violent it is and how shocking it is to see it because you hadn't seen anything like this in a movie so up to this point yeah you know? mm-hmm. so um i could see how somebody like kind of screening the movie would just be like whoa what is happening here like this is too violent right or it's quit yeah it's clearly not an accident at that point if you're like cutting to this like medical x-ray mm-hmm. yeah it's like that's that's only there to show you just how yeah. how violent it is. And right after this, he goes upstairs in this the trying to find like the evil people's office, and he fights like this heavy, and he straight up gouges this guy's eyes at one point. Yeah, and like that was I feel like that was almost more violent. Yeah, it's a weird shot too because it like starts off all out of focus and then gets in focus and you see that he gouged the guy's eyes out. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I also really like in this encounter. There's a couple of really cool moves that Surugi does. He does this like kind of fake out where he raises his hand up to get the opponent to look away, but then he does like a slide kick, and it's unfortunate that the the hallway shot doesn't really emphasize it because he slides like the length of the hallway you know after he hits that guy and just before he like 
does that eye gouge, he does a really cool kickflip off of the guy too. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, it's like that. It's he's kind of coming towards the camera, so you sort of miss. You sort of miss it. After he fights through that level, the next level is uh, Mishikinbaru and Nachi are there waiting for him uh, in the one of the offices. And again, this is like. In, in another in another movie, this is where you know the hero Shikinbaru faces off against the evil Sarugi. He has this great like knife. There's a name for it. It's but, a like, the knife that has a sai. There, yeah, yeah like Raphael. Um, yeah, Raphael. Man. Yeah, like Raphael. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's funny. My brothers were super into Ninja Turtles, but it like it somehow didn't come come through to me. Oh so no, I didn't. I didn't watch it as much. Matthew. Like I watched a little bit, but so, sorry. There was a big thing. Well, missed. Heroes Three may take us into Ninja yeah. Turtles. I'm, I add. It would be fun to do some of the Ninja Turtle movies at some point. <laughs> um. The thing that I was kicking myself for not mentioning last episode was not mentioning Usagi Yojimbo. Do you guys, are you familiar with Usagi Yojimbo? So, Only because I looked it up afterwards. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because okay, yeah. yeah, I remember it. you mentioning it. He's a rabbit. He, he, Usagi is rabbit. And he's like, yeah. um, it's a property outside of the Ninja Turtles, but it became a hand-in-hand kind of situation. Because, oh, cool. Yeah, he showed up in the cartoon and... He showed up in multiple versions of the Ninja Turtles <sighs> over the years. Oh, okay, now I'm remembering. So he's so he's rabbit picture. bodyguard. Yeah, I like yeah, it. it's really cool. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the fight finishes with Surugi jumping through the window, right? Yeah, yeah. And a, you, lot of, a lot of great people f- going through windows in this movie. Yeah, you gotta mention Nachi's outfit too, because she has this. Oh yeah, really like shiny like red dress on. It looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And it was a shame because she like. She gets into like a fighting stance at one point, but she doesn't really get to do much in this scene. Yeah, I would which again, say, I would I would love to watch some of the sister street yeah. fighters this year. She doesn't really get dudes. to shine as brightly as she should in this movie, but she's awesome. Right. She's been in a ton of stuff too, like throughout the like seventies and eighties. A lot of the tokusatsu movies that I was bringing up earlier, like Jaka Dengekitai, and um, there's this show that Mike mentioned. It's called The Gorilla Seven. Which is hard to come across, but these are like shows that, you know, because of her time with the Japan Action Club and stuff like that, she was in a lot of these shows in this era, up until the point where she uh, married and she had some children and then she retired from the business. Uh, So then we see Sarai with one of her escorts going to what is supposed to be a safe place, but then it turns out that the party kind of gets jumped. And we get to see those same two, Moroko and Indoshi, like the the blind swordsman and the crazy knife guy. Uh, as they're trying to run away, those two jump on Sarai and her escorts. Yeah, because what happens is like Masaoka and his karate school and her friends uh-huh. are trying to protect her. But this mm-hmm. like corporate thing going on yeah. with the influence of the Goryukai, they kind of take mm-hmm. over. And um, yeah. yeah, it's a really cool nighttime scene of, it's like first person view of them driving away uh-huh. and then you get to a point oh, where yeah, you just cool see shot. the um endoshi like in the street and waiting mm-hmm. for them and they're like who is this guy it's a total anime shot yeah <laughs> like, totally. yes yeah and and uh Varoko throws a knife into a guy's eye. That's a rough shot. I tried yeah. to figure that shot out because it's crazy. Yeah. Because they show him at the beginning of the shot. 
It doesn't look like it's in reverse. Yeah, it's not a reverse shot. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure they do. There could have been it's not some like... kind of like uh, fishing wire guiding something. Yeah. It's really I, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, it's not like it cuts to him and he has the thing in his eye. Like, it looks like you see it go into his eye. Yeah. It's crazy. It for sure uh, does. I'm really interested in that. But yeah, those guys get owned. And then yeah. um, all of the other goons grab Sarai and uh, yeah. now she's being whisked away and gosh this next scene is nuts <laughs> it and, literally is and it's just a kind oh of funny yeah this this is i think the x rating for sure this is definitely the scene that would have like a uh, censored america would have been like yeah this is getting an x rating yeah so uh, we see sarai is in kind of kidnapped in a room and there's this uh, uh there's a western guy that comes in and actually he's a guy that sexually assaults a person earlier in the movie too. And, right. and it's, we get this rough scene where like, he is like legit, like trying to rape her. And the whole time we see Sergi and uh, Rakuta trying, like climbing up the window or climbing up the side of the building, going through the window. And the first thing he does, he comes into the building and just grabs the guy's balls and just rips them off. It's like whenever I saw it, I like audibly was like, "What?" <laughs> this is one of those things. Like, speaking of the back of the VHS, like there could be a warning. You know how when you go to a play and they'll tell you in the program, like a gunshot will be fired in the oh. second <laughs> act or whatever. Um, yeah, a man's gonna get this, his I don't balls know. ripped Fair off. Fair warning would the, be nice. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, I was man. not yeah, expecting that when intense. I started the movie. In my notes, I wrote castrated x yeah 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 i like how in all your in your notes you have all the things where it's probably rated x (laughs) oh man so surugi and sarai kind of reunite and it's funny because now sarai is kind of like yeah i guess i kind of have to go surugi now because she definitely she was saying like earlier you know i'd rather die than have to be escorted by this guy and stuff right and now she's like, ah, okay, I, I guess kind of have to. I suppose they're so. kind of depicting like him as like the lesser of two evils. Well, very much lesser two evils. And I mean, he is—he was able to save her from this from this attack. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. As a scene. Whew. Um. <laughs> the other thing too is it's like ah, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like going too far, but it's just like wash your hands or something dude i don't know yeah it's yeah like, they just bad, like, man oh. this is pre pre hand sanitizer <laughs> yeah um oh, he does have gloves on though oh that in, right. uh, in the scene so maybe those are those are his castration yeah. gloves whoever idea that was the gloves really good that was a good note yeah good right. note set. um yeah. so they um but this this movie's breathless cuz they get out and there's and now there's goons coming after him again and uh, Rakuta and Sarai get away because they came in on like this little motorboat and they uh, get away in that. But Sarugi gets kind of captured and, and tied to a tree after this um, pretty an- another pretty great fight scene. Yeah. And yeah. You get to see um, Ding Sao do some of his skills and they. That's right. That's right. Kind of show that he's pretty strong. So when he's fighting Sarugi, he like punches a, a rock and the rock shatters. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just total like wushu kind of thing. Yeah, and there's a right, little right. bit of a like uh, martial arts like respect between mm-hmm. at least from Ding Sao's side. He realizes that he admires his Surugi's yeah. skills, and 
even uh, Ding Sao is kind of upset when the gang kind of gets in the way of mm-hmm. what he wanted to be like a fair fight. Yeah, again, he he desperately wants to be the villain in a Hong Kong action movie. But then the gang keeps kind of being like, no, we're just going to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but so they tie him to a tree to to, to get him to, to talk to say where Sarai is. And the the main what's the does the main bad lady have a name? I'm sure she does, but yeah, I don't what is her name? It. I actually wasn't sure what okay. her name was. But she she has that same revolver from before, and she empties it out to just two bullets and does legit, legit like Russian roulette thing with Sarugi. And Rakuta comes back to try to save Sarugi, and Sarugi is saying like, "No, Rakuta, like don't tell them where they are. I'll be fine." And I was thinking, you're not going to be fine. You, you, your karate can't stop a bullet going through your head. Like, <laughs> But Rakuta eventually says where where she is. And Evil Lady pushes him down a cliff. This movie has no breaks. Like, it is just go, go, go the whole time. It's the, yeah, the same as when the brother falls in the beginning of the movie. This kind of blue screen uh, falling shot. And then... Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, yeah, Tsurugi had that too. It's like, yeah, it is almost this like anime streaking background. It's Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, yeah, it's kind of intoxicating. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's really cool. It's kind of silly, but it's also really cool. Um, He falls into the river. Then he, it's funny because Rakuta like kind of tries to like wake him back up after he finds his body and Tsurugi's really mad at him. Like, like, how dare you prevent me from getting shot through the chest? (laughs) Like, right. He's got like this little. What's moral that evil? Thing, it's that like, evil code and like yeah, yeah his yeah, buddy so. like, just didn't you know, get he's it. Like it would have been taken care of. Like, but you betrayed me by telling mm. them where uh, she was, and now she's like gone. So they mm-hmm. kind of have a falling out, and you kind of feel bad for Rakuda, you know? Like yeah, yeah totally. there's no sympathy for Tsurugi in this movie. <laughs> so we see the evil gang does catch up with Sarai. And so it's up to Suri to make his way over to her to basically to the to the end of the movie. We get to see Surugi fight the the blind swordsman guy again, which is that's a great one. He has Surugi has this like huge um this huge jacket on at the very beginning, which I I don't know. I just thought it was crazy that it's like, oh he has this big jacket on, but then he immediately takes it off and he's back to his his black uh yeah, he's got get his- up cool guy i'm a badass mm. outfit on yeah he's got some cool goggles on too and rakuda comes in to kind of save the day on a on a motorcycle but rakuda also kind of sucks <laughs> and he really um, does i mean sway the battle though because he does you kind of get a sense that moroko has the upper hand because of his sight being impaired they do this whole thing mm. where uh, he keeps dodging in and out of the sunlight, and they kind of show the shadow cast over Surugi, so he's kind of hesitant to attack. And um, mm-hmm. they're like kind of going back and forth, but then Rakuda shows up on his motorcycle. You don't know it's him at the time, but right. um, he like distracts Moroko enough that Surugi is able to get like a mm-hmm. devastating blow mm-hmm. to him. And this is pretty violent too, with him chopping his head and there's oh, just kind yeah. of blood gushing out blood of his head. Blood going all out of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those gauntlets that you mentioned earlier are effective mm-hmm. in this fight because yep. he's able to block his sword. He's going to block the sword. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's also really cool the whole like Zatoichi thing like and the whole kind of very samurai thing of him like after he attacks he always will resheathe his sword 
because that's mm-hmm. like kind of his stance where you know slicing at the same time as you're unsheathing your sword I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. Right. I think it's called like EI Giri. Like it's the actual technique of striking at the same time as you're drawing your sword out. It's a very like samurai. Dude, thing. Carlos, ladies and gentlemen, that was an amazing poem. <laughs> yeah. It's that cool. Technique. It's cool stuff. Um, That's awesome. So whenever Kuda comes in, though, he distracts the swordsman, but uh, ends up crashing and. It doesn't look as bad as they play it off, but uh, what you know, whatever. And uh, Sergi goes up to him, finds out it's Rakuda, and he has like blood all over his face, and uh, he you know has some some last words and then dies. But <laughs> but Tsurugi, like to see if he's dead. You think he would like shake him or you know scream out his name, but he's like. <laughs> flipping his nose a little bit and like puts both his fingers in his nostrils to kind of shake some around. Yeah, I could super I like, had this to must watch have, this like three years. I don't know. Yeah, there's gotta be something about his nose that like we're not getting. It's a rat yeah. nose. Yeah. It is a rat nose, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It's kinda weird. But it's just it's one of those weirdly like like I should be sad at this scene. This you know wacky character just died, but I'm kind of laughing. It's hilarious, right. and and also like uh, Surugi's kind of expression on his face is kind mm-hmm. of comical too, where he's got like his lips puckered, and mm-hmm. I mean you do see a tear roll down his face, but him like picking his nose like. I couldn't get over that. I had to call my wife over to watch that scene. <laughs> it was really funny. She was probably so like grateful that you brought her over. Oh, yeah. She loved it. It was such a good use of her time. Yeah. Uh, so then we go over to the tanker from MGS2. That's where the final showdown of the movie is. It really is like this big oil tanker. Yeah, really that, cool. It's kind uh, of almost like the end of Usual Suspects or something. We get to see the the bad guys all kind of talking through, saying like, you know, um, there's no way Surugi's able to get, you know, get over here. But oh, yeah, that's right. The, the name of the tanker is the Princess Sarai. So it's, it's like an oil tanker that's named after the person that's being kidnapped on it. Yeah, that's right. interesting. Yeah, so what happens here is that all the Goryukai goons have Sarai in there introducing her to Mr. Jado which who was the you know the guy that I said earlier was involved with her father's mm-hmm. business as well I mean, she was of the understanding that he was going to be helping her out in the situation but it seems that he's mm-hmm. wrapped up with the Goryukai as well right. and he's also played by another foreigner and I should say that yep. the foreigners in this movie also are speaking Japanese and yeah, um, yeah, they sound cool. pretty good to me so that's kind of yeah. cool to see that as well yeah totally yeah it's not just very obviously they're doing english but then it's being dubbed over so even if it's being dubbed over it's a really good job somehow or another surgi gets a boat i'm not 100 percent sure how he gets a boat but he gets a boat it doesn't and, matter. and it, it, it does not matter <laughs> and he floats floats over to the ship and and totally does a sneaking mission getting in and and starts beating up goons to to make his way over to the it, it, like we talk a lot about these being video game movies. This is super a video game movie. Oh yeah, yeah like sure. like it's almost like a beat 'em up. It's like a Streets of Rage or something because mm-hmm. he's just going through beating up lots of dudes, fighting mini bosses and, and everything. But this is this is a really cool location, like you were saying. You know, lots of great interior shots of this uh, of this tanker. Lots of metal clanging and and everything. 
and also just being you know so dark it's kind of you know pitch black of mm-hmm. night and... yeah it's it's become nighttime at this point yeah i love the like kind of like a final movie location that just has this sense that that uh the train sort of stops here like and i don't know mm-hmm. what it is about this ship or or just that it's maybe so dark but it's just clear as you enter this sequence, it's like, okay, this is where it's all going to end. And I don't know. It feels really satisfying. There's this great little bit where he's fighting a bunch of guys on a, on a staircase. He first climbs up the staircase and then runs back down as all the, all the goons are chasing after <laughs> yeah. him. But he does a lot of great, like, kicks people down it and has to go back up it and fight, like, a bunch of guys with, with knives. And I don't know. I just, I always, uh, we talked before about a lot of fights in Kung Fu movies having like the, the gimmick, like the, the thing that the whole fight revolves around, whether right, it's like right. ropes or like a ladder or something like that. And this one, it's all about that staircase. And he's and, really tearing dudes up in this, uh, this oh yeah. whatever it is, this like machine room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets either their arms broken or they're spitting mm-hmm. up blood or. One guy like throws up, which is. That was yeah, that's a, right. A, a funny, a funny way to mix up instead of it's just all spitting up blood. But this guy's throwing up, so that's good. <laughs> but he, he beats up no less than ten guys in this scene. It's probably closer to twenty, and takes his way up to you know the the, the legit the final boss room. Yeah, and there's like a cool like turn in like the sort of final sequence of the movie where mm-hmm. Ding Sao like kind of has sort of like a change of of heart almost um <laughs> that's right because like the people the 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 woman is just like let's just shoot him and ding Sao gets really mad that they're shooting at, at him and like kind of jumps in to no like this isn't how we're gonna do this this is you know dishonorable yeah and, totally so finally someone like recognizes kind of the honor code and you get yeah, a little yeah, yeah someone recognizes the evil honor code yeah totally and a nice little sort of like hong kong japanese cooperation at the very end mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah surugi has a fight with i think we skipped over at first he uh you you noted uh that it's kind of a almost a callback to yojimbo where surugi throws a knife into the woman's arm and stops her from shooting oh, him yeah and she's then got the gun. yeah and then he uh kills her off screen which I kind of appreciated because apparently it was really rough because he really he really goes to town. Yeah. <laughs> um, then this is the kind of the final fight, more or less, of the film where uh, Surugi fights uh, Shikinbaru, you know, the guy that from the very, very beginning. It's kind of a nice, it's like poetry, it rhymes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the um, situation is that, you know, there's a bit of a standoff and Ding Sao actually initiates it saying that, yeah. Hey, why don't we have a duel? You can fight Shikenbaru. And uh, Surugi says, okay, if I do this and I win, will I get Sarai? And he's like, yes, okay. So then they have to go outside and uh, it's like a rainy deck of the ship and it looks really cool. You've got thunder uh, you know, and lightning going on and it's this standoff that, they, you know, that Shikenbaru really wanted from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he really wanted that that fight. Yeah, it's pretty dramatic. I really like. Mm-hmm. I think I've said this in in other episodes, but anytime there's like a fight scene with a storm going on, it's like mm-hmm. the coolest thing to me. I think every mm-hmm. yeah, every totally. fighting game should have a, a stage like this. But Surugi gets Surugi gets shot by one of the goons, 
and that's and then Ding Sao kills one of his own goons because it's and and the Mister Jadao the mm-hmm. the Western guy uh, because of how dishonorable it was. And we think that Shingabari is going to finish off Surugi, who's you know down on the ground. <laughs> that Surugi is able to block one of his punches, reaches up, he rips Shingabari's throat out. It's rough. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it really. And it's it's like, saying something about this movie that by the time that happens. It doesn't. It doesn't feel all that dangerous. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, oh, okay. It was just a throat. Okay. Who? Yeah. Just the, just the it's, throat. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but I think it, that's I mean, that's even, still got like an X rating from you, right, Carlos? Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But I think even before that, we really have to mention that during the fight with Shikambaru, Nachi shows up and she sacrifices herself to yeah. you know get that's like right. the that blows, sigh right. like goes through that, her. Yeah. yeah. She's. she's clutching surugi and she tells uh shikimbaru to you know go through her and it looks so cool that's and it's right. like super messed up but oh uh, man i forgot about that yeah that's very important to this fight you have to mention mm-hmm. that so now you've got uh shikimbaru he's like kind of consumed with despair and revenge and actually mm-hmm. you got to think about the whole perspective of this movie is that you know yeah. like surugi sold his sister into sex slavery surugi had a huge part in her his brother dying as well yeah so like you've got this whole thing like you were saying matthew that surugi kind of is really the villain and if you wanted to say like shikambaru is the hero you've got this Mm -hmm. huge pivotal scene at the end and but then Mm -hmm. you know you got to remember it's you know, it's like no, Surugi's the good guy. <laughs> Promise. Movie. So you you get this scene and it's played like oh, like Shikembaro is gonna do this huge punch to his chest, and right as he does that, Surugi reaches up and just rips his throat out, and it's really yeah, yeah rated X. Come on, man. You see like yeah. his guts from his throat in uh, Surugi's hands, and the yeah. lightning, you know, this flashing, mm-hmm. and the rain is pouring, and you see Surugi's face holding that, and it almost looks like he has mm-hmm. a smile on his face. Yeah, and then he <laughs> like kind of barely stands up, and yeah. you know he's standing there, and Sarai and Ding Sao run over to him, and you yeah. kind of get a sense that maybe you know after because this is it, this is the end. It says the end now. And you could almost right. think like Ding Sao. Maybe. No freeze frame. I was yeah. really disappointed. <laughs> oh, right, right. But you get it was the a perfect end. opportunity for a dings for a, yeah. for, a <laughs> for a dings out. We freeze frame for a dings out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you can almost think like, what does dings out take up Surugi? Like, I mean, there's movies after this, right? right? Like, Surugi could become the head of the Goryu Kai now. Like, it's like one of these things. Like, it's just very interesting to me. It's a great yeah. movie. It's very, you know, grindhouse what it needs to be. But yeah, Surugi's horrible. He's such an evil dude. Oh, yeah. He's such a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, legit. Like, he is a bad guy. Yeah. Well, um, and it all kind of, it all sort of clicks that it's like, this is, say, a film. I mean, and, and you know, we all really enjoyed this movie, but that it's, it's a great. film that, like, say, Tarantino, like, so loves and mm-hmm. almost maybe even reveres. Um, and it's like where it's kind of like morally askew, you know, that seems to mm-hmm. like at least for me that really kind of connects with with kind of how I might see Tarantino's like perspective on the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. It's yeah. Like, and oh. yeah, he used, you know, Sonny Chiba as, you know, Hattori Hanzo in Kill Bill. And actually yeah. in that scene. That's, in the, that might be my favorite f- 
scene in both of the both it's, of the films. Yeah, so it's good. really good. And you it, say arigato like we <laughs> say arigato. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> you should learn Japanese. Very easy. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. And actually, the other guy in that scene is Kenji Oba, and he's a guy that came up in the Japan Action Club too, and he's pretty yeah. well known for being.、Um, In the tokusatsu genre, there's like kind of a subgenre called metal hero, which is like usually like a lot of people say maybe was influencing Robocop, but they're like these kind of robotic、oh, cool. kind of characters, and they're usually detectives or sheriffs. And he played、uh, Space Sheriff Gavon, and that was Kenji Oba's character, and he's really well known in tokusatsu world for that role. So it's cool、hmm. to see him there too. Yeah, all of this is because of you know this movie and the Japan Action <laughs> Club. It's really Really cool to see how influential this movie was in so many different ways. So,、uh, what were some of our favorite moments from the movie?、Uh, I know, I know, some mine were、uh, definitely the multiple things getting ripped out of people. <laughs> definitely,、oh, yeah. yeah. We don't need like, those. Like, just, get them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just, yeah. <laughs>、um, those are just. I don't know. I just. That's just. Oh, just incredible.、Uh, the、yeah. the X ray shot. That's definitely probably my my gifable moment from the movie is the the X ray shot. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would say that <laughs> as well. And as far as goofy stuff goes, the whole thing with Rakuda and his nose, the nose. that whole thing. Yeah, I would have、oh, to pick something、shot. like that as well. That's total gifable yeah, moment.、Totally. I don't.、Uh, highlight for me really is the the whole opening is.、Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, it's just kind of intoxicating. Yeah, it's really cool so that, in that opening、really、too. How、me. when they look at each other, there's this kind of like solid focus on Shikembaru and、uh, Surugi's eyes. You know, this really tight close up on their eyes looking at each other. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool too. Yeah. Otherwise, there's、um, there's just something really special about that flashback to when he's a kid, and it it <laughs> is really sad. You know, his father's being executed, but there's some I don't know. There's like this spirit of fun with which the movie was made that. I don't know.、Yeah. I get so much of in that little moment.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the child's woeful underreaction to his father <laughs>、right. getting shot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's at、uh, least a good thing. It's like it lets you know that they must not have shown the kid very much.、Um, oh yeah.、Mm-hmm. Know, that's you know. kind of par for the course. But that's nice to know. <laughs> Man, Sunny Chiba rules though. Hey, yeah, I mean, Marty, did you ever see Storm Riders?、It's、no,、like、I haven't seen really, Storm Riders. Oh man, Sunny Chiba's in it, and it's like cool because it's like it was after he hadn't been in a lot of stuff. Oh, I mean, he's in Battle Royale too, but I didn't like that movie. But sure,、um, sure. <laughs> he plays a really cool role in Storm Riders. Oh, cool! That was a movie I watched a lot, like around my high school days, I guess. Oh, sure. Oh, nice. Well, and there's and、uh, you guys have seen it, right? That video online where Keanu Reeves gets surprised by Sony. Oh、Chico. yeah, that's really cool. Oh, I haven't seen at, that. Like this、oh, press junket, I, I think it might have even been for the the second John Wick film. Yeah, and, it's for、um, one of the John Wick movies. And yeah, I think he's in maybe Tokyo or something, like doing some press and. The interviewer is asking him about Sonny Chiba, and he's like, "Oh well, Sonny Chiba is just the man. You know, none of us would be here without him." And then,、mm-hmm. before you know it, like Sonny Chiba is back behind him, just looking so cool. I mean,、yeah. the guy is just—I <laughs> mean, he's just always going to be cool. I guess it's like that—the、uh, same kind of karate that can get you out of a falling car will like take you through <laughs> your sixties and seventies. Yeah, that's it. He's he's、class. still with us. Yeah, yeah he's really no, cool. He's great. And again, yeah,、mm-hmm. if just. If you have 
15 minutes just watch his portion of kill bill and volume one it's so good yeah i think they're back on netflix now not the daily episode but i'm pretty sure they're back on netflix right now perfect now this is this is the real question if you were somehow or another to remake the street fighter in america who in the world would play sarug oh man i got ideas such big shoes to fill yeah well i'm gonna chew on this what do you think carlos yeah. So for me, uh, I think I might have mentioned him in one of our episodes in the past, but I think that visually, the actor Mark Dacascos could really play like a Takuma Tsurugi in the, the Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I think he would look like him. I don't know if he would be able to capture need to that energy. Some Google here. Yeah. He's the guy that I mentioned him. He's in that movie Drive that I liked. And he also played one of the Double Dragon brothers in the American. Double Dragon movie, which is a bad thing to bring up. But I think that he could look like Takuma Tsurugi in this. And he's proven that he's really good at action movies. And he's in another movie that I don't want to bring up, but it's a gift that Alex... Oh, he's the he's the dude from Iron Chef. Yeah, that or guy. Iron Chef America. Yeah. Okay. Oh, gotcha. So okay, I saw, yeah, I saw yeah, a yeah. picture, I'm like, I recognize that guy. Why do I know, yeah. Why do I know his face? Right, right. But I think my favorite one that I came up with that... <laughs> is so Shikenbaru, right? Throughout the whole movie, I could not help but thinking about how much he looked like Mr. Bean to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a really so, dark turn great. for Rowan Atkinson. So let's throw yeah. Rowan Atkinson in this as Shikenbaru. Let's do it. <laughs> and actually, oh, Matthew, with your whole thing, like, let's just make a Shikenbaru movie using rowan atkinson yeah let's do it and then i think you need maybe have like a danny mcbride or somebody like that (laughs) as a rat nose sure (laughs) Uh, although if you have rowan atkinson you probably want to go sort of british with it yeah Yeah. you could have a nick frost maybe i was thinking yeah there you go so no that's actually nick frost actually is pretty good for uh for, for rat nose like that's a sim- he has a similar like kind of sense of humor as, as yeah Nick and Frost's sort of this likable thing you know yeah like a lot the lovable loser so th- those are mine those that's all i got gotcha. <laughs> uh, i don't really think too hard about it, but i saw apparently there was another movie that came out around the same time in america that they they had to like change the name when it came to america because they didn't want to confuse it but it was a Charles Bronson film, and I was oh, thinking, Bronson would I feel like Charles great. Bronson, yeah. like 70s Charles Bronson, yeah. could probably do a Sonny Chiba, because Charles Bronson also plays characters that are the protagonist, despite not being a very good person. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. I like that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, I think I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna do it for us today. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on Facebook. We are at Heroes 3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Heroes the number three podcast. Shout out to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit, which I was happy to see that other people had mentioned Japanese films there. So I was like, okay, I don't feel too bad about posting stuff there. <laughs> nice. So what's our uh, training for next week, Carlos? Okay, so uh, we're continuing our journey, and I want to take a look at stuff in the 80s, but I'm going to keep it a little closer to what we've just seen with the Street Fighter, and I think that a movie called Hoero Tekken, which was also released as Roaring... Horo Tekken Tag Tournament. <laughs> well, there is also that, right? So it, it was called Roaring Fire. <laughs> so I also did a little thing for myself, right? So we just saw Street Fighter, and now we're going to see Tekken. 
Now we're going to see Tekken. I like it. But this is another movie that has its roots in the Japan Action Club, and it's starring Mm -hmm. Hiroyuki Sanada. So uh, he's had a long uh, career, and he's been in quite a bit of Western movies as well, and we'll find Mm -hmm. out a bit more about that next episode. But it also has uh, Sonny Chiba and Etsuko Shihomi in it, so... Oh, awesome! Um, it's a really oh, cool. Cool to see them again. And this is another staying thing in I, the in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really do have to give a shout out to my friend Mike. He's been very mm-hmm. critical in helping us watch these movies, and mm-hmm. you awesome. know, anytime I have a question, he's been very helpful with me. <laughs> so shout out to you, Mike. Awesome. Thank you for your help. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening. Until next week, whenever we're going to watch. Yeah, why did you say the name of what it is? Sorry, some. I, I just. I, I'm keep. Tekken Tag Tournament keeps jumping in my head. I know that's obviously not the name of it. Hoero Tekken. Hoero Tekken. Okay. Until next week, we're watching Hoero Tekken. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.